Coming up on this episode of the Goldilocks Zones, we're going to press our luck, spin that wheel, and make a supermarket sweep for game shows. That's right. We're going to talk all your favorites, the good, the bad, and the ugly, all about game shows. It's a nonstop, fun-packed episode. Join us right now as we go through that here on the Goldilocks Zone. Let's roll. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 16, recorded June 17th, 2015. Game shows, deals, wheels, and a supermarket. Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of the Goldilocks Zone. I am Sean Jennings and I am joined by the... uh, reigning champion the uh, maybe he will call him the banker um the host i'm trying to think of other words that go with game shows um you know he he's he's the pretty really pretty girl that points to the uh the vanna white of podcasting uh he spins those letters quite well it's matt mariani sir how we doing this week i'm doing uh quite well i'm ready to uh spin a a jackpot hopefully we don't land on the bankrupt square (laughs) Let's play and the feud. I'll go ahead and buy a vowel. Buy a vowel. Why? I might even, uh, I might even double down. Do you think anyone's tried to buy a Y before? Because uh, it's sometimes a vowel. Yeah, it's sometimes a vowel. So maybe sometimes they can buy it. Is it like maybe half other price? Times it's just not for sale. Should be a discounted vowel. Mm, or should it be double the price? Oh, because it's a utility player. It's, it you get it's both a vowel and a consonant. Hmm. Someone at we oh the Wheel of Fortune I wouldn't say is the most uh, academically um, challenging game to play so maybe they haven't really thought through the English language usage. Yeah, I'm not sure. I wonder if anybody's ever tried to buy an umlaut. An um- <laughs> oh my god, I, Matt, you would be great. Let's get you on Wheel of Fortune and just really mm. mess with everybody. I'd like to buy an e or an e for. <laughs> For nine hundred dollars, just start ordering Mandarin characters. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, thanks all of you out there for joining us. This is the Goldilocks Zone. We talk about stuff here every week. Um, I'll briefly remind everybody: GoldilocksShow.com is the website. At Goldilocks Show on Twitter. Check out both places um, to get all the links and all the info here about the show. And once again, I remind everybody: we switched over our RSS feed. I I put out a friendly reminder on the old feed, telling people to go to the new feed at SoundCloud.com. Um, if you subscribe in iTunes, Overcast, Pocket Cast, any of those apps going forward, you'll have the new feed. The new feed is also on the website. So um, only if you're on the old feed, please update, re- listen to the reminder I sent you. You'll be all set. And just let me know, uh, goldilockshow at gmail.com if you have any issues. But I think the new feed's going to work much better. I'm excited for that. Um, we'll be using that going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, we've gotten through the technical stuff. Let's jump in. Game shows. I picked this topic specifically because I am a big fan of the game show. I think it is so neat that you, in this country, you can do moderately easy tasks and win large sums of money on television. And it is so entertaining because it is regular people, not actors, not, not even interesting people half the time. It's just regular people doing very easy, you know, normally puzzles, um, and solving them for stacks of cash. I just I love the concept, and they're so entertaining. And secretly, my dream is to be a game show host, which, by the way, I'll get to realize next week, which is why you should at least listen to the end of this show to find out why. But um, 
We make games, uh, I mean, rather, we make dreams a reality. We do. And that's what game shows are all about, right? That's what our podcast is all about. Exactly. And so I'm excited. We're going to talk through. I've got a list of games here. Um, we're going to talk through, give our opinions on some good, some not so good, and some maybe you've never even heard of. I picked a few sort of out of the, the wacky weird pile um, because, you know, game shows began in this country back almost at the birth of television back in the 50s and 60s and have had a lot of iterations since. Um, and some have even lasted as long as that. So, uh, Matt, I'll give you the opportunity. Is there a particular show you would like to start with or should I begin with my list? Well, here's the thing, Sean. Um, yes, my list of game shows is uh, a list of I, I I figured that you with your extensive knowledge of game shows, you would pick probably the traditional game shows. Am I correct? Like uh, they're on my most list. famous ones are on yeah. your list. I went ahead and I made a list of probably the most obscure game shows. Oh, are you gonna try and stump me? I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping like a, a I can show. stump you, and B, I, I, I thought that it would be interesting for our listeners that I I would have like a different take on it. So I, I think it might be more appropriate to start with the uh, the more like mainline game shows. I think that's right. So fair. I think, and, and I think that, you should go first. All right, and I want to do this because this is, an etern- I think, an eternal debate. Mm-hmm. You can group people into two groups based on their game show preference. It's like cat people and dog people, right? Everyone falls into a category. Matt, are you wheel or are you Jeopardy? Jeopardy. Very Jeopardy. interesting. And it is no an interesting debate uh, because they're very different shows. Jeopardy is, is, is purely intellectual. It's all about speed. Uh, it's all about details. Whereas wheel is very simple. It's very easy. The puzzles are so simple you can shout them out at home with your family. Very different game shows. Jeopardy is about That's cold right. hard cash. Wheel is about trips and cars and shiny things. You are a Jeopardy man. Uh, why are Why are you a Jeopardy man, Matt? I think I'm a Jeopardy man simply because when I mean when I was in high school, I was the captain of my uh, team's quiz bowl, academic quiz bowl team. I always really loved uh, just the thrill of buzzing in when you knew you had the answer, beating other other players to the buzzer, and uh, get that answer first. Um, and I don't know. I always really I like that uh, those uh, those really tough questions that you figure out as they're being read, and you get to it, and you're able to answer them. Wheel of Fortune never really. I don't know. I never really liked it. It was just it always seemed way too easy and drawn out because like you figure the answer out really quick, but then there's still like there's still like I don't know. 10 or 15 minutes that go by with you still having the answer. I don't know. I'd rather watch paint try than watch wheel of fortune Hmm. to be perfectly honest. But I guess, I guess some people are into it. Some people are into, uh, I guess the phenomenon with wheel, I think as opposed to jeopardy is more like people really want to see people watch wheel for the people, the Hmm. contestants. I agree. And I think I think people more watch Jeopardy to play along at home. I mean with both you could play along at home, but with Jeopardy it's almost like you could you could name that answer and you'd seem really smart to all your friends and family if you got it and they didn't know it. Uh and with Wheel it's more like uh well of course it's that because we all we all knew it. I mean some of them are less obvious than others and it's really impressive if you get it when there's like one or two letters up there. 
But I think it's more to marvel at like the the contestants who like do really stupid things mm. or guess really stupid answers. Whereas Jeopardy, you have that, but it just doesn't really happen so much. I think it's more thought out. Yeah, you know, I, I, I would say I'm probably a Jeopardy man, though not exclusively. Uh, you know, I share. And I think um I think I think the I'm gonna speak on behalf of Wheel. I think the appeal of Wheel is that um is that it is mindless, right? It's sort of it's sort of a Judd Apatow comedy versus an Adam Sandler comedy. They're both funny to some degree. I don't think there's an argument there. It's very different kinds of humor for very different kinds of people, right? I think I think some people look at Jeopardy and they say, what's fun about people shouting off facts they know? There's really no game to it. It's just really whoever's faster to the buzzer and knows more things. There's no real sort of... The great thing about Wheel is you. it takes five minutes to solve a puzzle. There's that time element to it. And I think that sort of... Jeopardy is a very cerebral game and it's a very fast-paced game. And I just think it's not... It's not as appealing to somebody who, after a long day at work, wants to come home and put on something that's very sort of uh, very basic and very um, doesn't require a ton of thought and just sort of happens. Uh, and that's what I really feel like Wheel is. And I find myself, believe it or not, I like Jeopardy, but sometimes Wheel will be on and I'll be watching it and I'll really get into it where it's like this simple word puzzle. And you're like, oh my God, what's the word? Like, guess a why, guess a why. And it. I don't know. And I agree. Right. I also think the contestants are very different between the two shows. You watch Jeopardy because the contestants are kind of like awkward and and strange um, in like an off-putting way. You watch Wheel for the not as smart, sort of simple. Kind of um, every man. Yes. Every person contestant. Again, that's why I love putting these shows side by side is that they are in many ways opposites of one another. Hmm. Um, one is the very, very academic, different. and one very white collar, blue collar. I mean, they they, they very they very much fit into those roles. Yeah, I can, I never. I mean, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, white collar, blue collar is a pretty good comparison for Jeopardy and your wheel. It's uh, yeah, it really takes two different types of people to appreciate each show, um, for what it is. I don't know. I, I personally never really got into Wheel that much. I used to watch Jeopardy religiously growing up. I used to watch it all the time. Uh, but with uh, when it came to Wheel, it just it just wasn't fast paced enough. I think that's really the was the biggest turnoff. Not only was it like not all that challenging, just didn't it didn't move at the the same speed. At, like, like Jeopardy, it's just rapid fire question after question after question. And wheel, it's a lot more methodical. And like I said before, it's like you're, you're. Look at that guy's mustache. <laughs> it's got a quite the uh, handlebar mustache there. Um, you're you're not really rooting for. I mean, in Jeopardy, I don't know. If, I don't know if people do this, but uh, you're kind of playing it as it goes along. And in wheel, you're kind of like, well, that guy's an idiot. Why did he do that? Why did he guess that? Yeah, should have guessed that. And Jeopardy noticed, don't you really have the time to do that. People at home think they're so smart when playing Jeopardy along at home, but that's because you yeah. quickly forget how many you get wrong when you get one right. Yeah, like like if you accurately kept score for every time you got it wrong, I guarantee people are not as good as they think. You just don't remember how many you got wrong. That yeah, that's true. And and um, the other thing about Jeopardy you have to remember is that it's a lot harder when you're under those lights and that pressure. 
I mean, it's if it's like do- watching a sport. You know, the athletes are are trained so well; they make it look easy. The contestants on Jeopardy, if they if they miss a question or or fumble with an answer or anything like that, you got to remember all those lights are on them, all those cameras are on them. Mm-hmm. It's a high pressure situation, and sometimes you know, sometimes they fold under it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then again, I've seen wheel contestants fold pretty hard too. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I think it's, it's all types for all folks, but honestly, I'm not surprised both shows have been on the air as long as they have and will continue to be around because I think they are, and there are so many game shows that have come and gone where the rules are too complicated. The pacing is off. The hosts don't work. I just think there's something about these two shows that are almost perfect in their formulation for game shows. And and that's, I think, why they have such fervent fans, um, both of them. Yeah. Well, then let's talk the future of Jeopardy when we're on the, we're on the subject. Absolutely. Uh, as, as you probably know, uh, this is Alex Trebek's last season mm-hmm. with the show. They still have not selected a formal replacement, I believe, as mm-hmm. of right now. Um, they have, they have. Uh, I think two, there there are two front runners that I've heard. Okay. One's official, an official front runner, the other unofficial. Obviously, the official one being Matt Lauer, and the unofficial, <laughs> the unofficial being um, uh, Ken Jennings. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so th- those are the two I've heard, and and just judging by the. Uh, the, yeah. the verbal reaction. Our listeners won't be able to see it, but you're, you're, you, you need a nerdy host. The verbal eye roll you gave yeah, the Matt Lauer. In general, I don't care for Matt Lauer, but <laughs> I, you need a nerdy host for this show. Alex Trebek is a likable nerd. For me, Lauer is too polished. He he would make a great game show host. I yeah. don't think Jeopardy is that game, and that's what's disappointing. I think for Ken me, Jennings Lauer is work. just too. He's just too dull. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 to he's me, not a really exciting guy, and he's not really a yes. Oh, you're still here. Yes, yes, you glitched there for a second, but I don't think we ever oh, lost the connection. I thought I thought my Wi-Fi died. I no, apologize. Close. It hiccuped. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. That, that um, router upgrade really helped. Yes, the router upgrade saved the day. <laughs> Thank you, Cisco. Uh, and Verizon. Um, so yeah, as I was, I was, uh, I was, uh, I was saying, Matt Lauer is um, sort of unpolished, almost like my Wi-Fi connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, rather, he's he's like too polished. He's uh, he's just not very exciting. Also, like my Wi-Fi connection, <laughs> he's he lacks excitement. He's just um, he's just not really an exciting guy. I never really found him to be that that exciting. Uh, I guess some people really think he's interesting, but to me, he's kind of like bland. Mm-hmm. Um, and he seems like he's kind of an intelligent dude, but I think you need somebody with more personality than yeah. Matt Lauer. My, I, my vote is for Ken Jennings. I, like I think Ken that Jennings. he would make a. I think he would make a really great Jeopardy host. But I think I it's mean, risky because he has no television experience. Yes, that game, too. Game show. When was the last time you saw a new game show with a? First time completely host. unknown. They don't do it anymore. They just what don't. about a uh, one of the family feuds? All of the Oops. family feuds have all been uh, Richard all had experience from, from a home improvement. You had uh, Louis Anderson, uh, famous comedian. Uh, Steve oh, that Harvey was the guy from home improvement. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they've all they've all done it. They don't they don't really do it anymore. I have an off the wall suggestion for the perfect Jeopardy host. Never going to happen. I don't think he's interested. But I know who would be great for this. You ready? Who? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Wow. Yes. He is the perfect that would guy. Be awesome. He he's, yep, he's he's interesting, perfect. he's charming, but he's geeky and knowledgeable. He yep. can he can crack jokes about the really trivia heavy stuff and still be entertaining. He'd be great. Yes. I, I don't really think, like I don't that think idea. he's interested. I don't think he'd I do think it. I think he might be too busy with science. That's it. I think that's too far from from science to do, but I think he'd be great. I mean, he's the director of a of a museum. But yeah, he would be per in a perfect world. He would have time to do his museum stuff and his and host Jeopardy. Sadly, but, the world isn't perfect. Yeah, I think we might be winding up with Lauer. Matt Lauer, Ooh. hate to say, hey, better than Carson Daly, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's better than a lot of people they could get. Very true. Very true. All right, um, we can do another classic, or we can do a wacky off the wall one. Matt, what do you think? Um. Let's do another classic. Let's do another let's follow, classic. Let's follow a classic with another classic. All right. And, uh, I, you know, I'll give you, if we're going really, really classic, um, there are a couple here on the list. You, I'll shout them out. You tell me when to stop. We can do uh, Price is Right, Family Feud, Match Game, any of those. Let's go with Family Feud. Family Feud. You know what they say, Matt. It's time to play the feud. Um, we got heavy hitters starting off this show with Jeopardy, Family Feud. And then I'll just take this shit off the rails in about uh, 10 minutes. <laughs> With your insanity. Yeah, Family Feud dating back to 1976. Um, how many hosts can you name? Uh, I can name one of them. Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, the current host, that's right. Before him, John O'Hurley. Before him, uh, Home Improvement's Richard Karn. Before him, Louis Anderson. Before him, uh, noted crazy man Ray Combs. And before him, the famous probably the best or one of the best game show hosts of all time, Richard Dawson. A a true classic. Um, it, it's one of the longest running game shows on television. Um, simple game. You go on with your family. All about survey. 100 people surveyed. Top answers are on the board, right? You come in. You consult your family. They shout things at you. and You give answers. You get chances. And, of course, there's a speed round at the end. Uh, as well, where you have to answer in 60 seconds. Um, yeah, Family Feud, I think what was smart about the feud was the survey concept. Because um, if they had done something like just straight trivia, I don't think it would have been as effective. Because you have to remember, when I'm kind of gauging how good a game show is, one of the things is uh, playability at home. A good game show, you have to be able to play along at home. If you can't, if it's too smart or too difficult, it's not as enjoyable. What I liked about Family Feud was because it's survey responses, you could have taken that survey. I mean, it's average people taking the survey, so you can really relate to and say, what would people say the answer to this question would be? Um, I really like that. I also like the family dynamic where, you know, again, very relatable. Uh, you understand family, what, what you know, Aunt Susie and, and little Jimmy or whatever are answering the trivia questions. Um the, the main problem I had with Family Feud was, A, I think it got old after a while. I, I don't, for me, the concept doesn't have longevity, like like a Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune. Um, because I think after a while, there really are only so many good survey questions you can ask people, and I think some of them got kind of terrible. Yeah. 
and I've never really liked any of the more current hosts. I think Richard Dawson was great. I will watch the 70s ones on reruns because I think they're awesome. Um, but I've never cared for any of the modern versions. But maybe that's just me, Matt. What, what do you think of, uh, of The Feud? Yeah, The Feud was uh, was a good show. I didn't. It's not a show I watched very often. Uh, I watched it sometimes if I was uh, home uh, from school or something. It would usually be on during the day, I think. Like, I want to say like 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock slot maybe yeah day, daytime uh, syndication it was kind of daytime yeah daytime programming um I, so i didn't watch a ton of feud but what i noticed is that like you said the the like um the shortage of survey questions they kind of got into uh uh running out of ideas there's only a finite number of of questions you could you could survey people with before you start either uh, getting into like redundancy, repeating the same question over and over, or you just start asking whack job questions that make no sense and are impossible for people to get. So that 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 uh, that finiteness of the questions is really what started to be annoying. Watching the old Family Feuds though are, are still they're still pretty good. Uh, yep, there we go with the old Family Feud logo. And they, I always loved how they had the families like frozen in a portrait. There you go, you know, the Richards family, and then they would all come come to life. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Introducing the Neal family. The Neals. See, they have to bring that back. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, that that was cool. That's that's, uh, and I'm I'm sure that was like cutting edge at the time. They were like, "Whoa, we're gonna have like a freeze frame, but then it's gonna come to life." People are gonna think it's a photo when it's not. Yeah. Now I think I don't think we could uh, we could have a reasonable discussion about Family Feud. Without mentioning the Family Feud curse. Oh, really? Right? With the hosts. Uh, there's a curse? Yeah, you never heard of the co- the curse of the Family Feud hosts? Um, well, maybe I have, but I don't... I uh... believe it. it goes something along the lines of, like, tragedy has struck every host of Family Feud. So far, I think with the exception of the current host, Steve Harvey. Okay. Like, like deep tragedy. I, I mean, can you can you give some examples? Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm gonna. I'm looking them up. I, I just it's just something I read. I think I read it in a cracked article one time. Well, certainly Ray Ray Combs, who was the second host, um, right after uh, Dawson. Um, I won't get into the details, but after Family Feud, he was in a mental institution and was like in a cult and really crazy things happened to him. I do know that story. Um, yeah. But in terms of the curse as a whole. Yeah. I just, I really quick, I just went on uh snopes.com. Your, your center for all things urban myth. Uh, and I'm looking at here. They have, they have a comprehensive list on here. Richard Dawson died from throat cancer at the age of 79. Ray Combs was left in severe pain from an accident and eventually hung himself. Louis Anderson does not appear to have any major issues aside from a blackmailing scandal. Uh, Richard Karn is fine. I'm calling BS. This is BS. I'm not buying it. Hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I just I remember hearing something about a curse. But yeah, I guess everybody's okay. I mean, 79 is like he's he lived a pretty fulfilling life. Why did people think there was a curse? Who who led me to believe there was a curse? Damn you internet. God. <laughs> Shame on them. Ah, the internet. The Wars. internet lies all the time. They do, don't they? All the time. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Enough of the feud. Let's move on. Matt, what is next? Mm, okay. All right. Now we're ready. We're ready for... I am uh, ready. We're ready to get this uh, crazy train rolling with obscure game shows that I looked up. Okay. Now, originally, my plan was to look up... You have to understand a little background of what I was doing in my research. I was going to look up a list of the dumbest game shows. But what I actually wound up finding is that some of these, like, uh, what, what were perceived as dumb game shows seem like really cool ideas that just were not, were just were not meant for television. Uh, such as this, the first example that I'm going to come out with, and I'm going to, I'm going to start out with my favorite on this list. Like I would, I would watch this show every night if I could. Okay. The show is called Amnesia. Am- it's spelled Amnesia, but the S is a dollar sign. Oh, I see okay. what they did there. Yes, Amne- like Kesha. Exactly like Kesha. So Amnesia, or Amna, dollar sign, I-A, um, was a show that was syndicated in 2008 for NBC. Uh, it was very short-lived. Uh, so basically what... What the concept of the show was, was that players competed for a cash prize of $250,000, and they would ask each contestant really obscure questions about their lives. Things that, like, you'd probably never remember. I mean, some things, I think it was one of those things where they started out easy and progressed to make them harder and harder. Um, So, for example, they would say, what is the name of your childhood pet? What street did you grow up on? Uh, what is your social security number? No, they didn't ask that question. But um, it would get it would get more and more obscure. So it would it would start getting like, who was the first friend you ever made? Or and like, what is his middle name? Or it would be like, what? Uh, it'd be like what? Who was your mailman? What was the name? What was your mailman's name? And then it, it, I think it, I would probably just progress to the point of like annoyance, to the point of like, well, how the hell am I supposed to even know that? Like, who was that guy you met on the street 13 years ago? I don't think they would get that obscure, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, it seemed like it, it was a cool idea. I, I would I'd watch it. I'd probably watch a couple episodes of Amnesia. The problem is this show came out right around right remember Deal or No Deal? Nobody was doing primetime game shows. Nobody. Right. Deal or No Deal comes out, everyone starts doing primetime game shows. Big glut of them, a lot of them sucked. This sort of I, I think fell by the wayside. The other thing I point out, it's a Mark Burnett show. Now I don't know if you're familiar with okay. Mark Burnett, the creator of Survivor, The Apprentice, um, most yeah. television you watch these days. He's created a lot of really terrible game shows, um, and they usually tend to be very uh, – exp- uh, they tend to be uh, exploiting. 
um, in, in a number of ways. Um, yeah, I, I don't, you know, put it this way. He also came up with a TV show called My Dad is Better Than Your Dad. Oh, that was the next on my list. Y- yes, that was Mark Burnett oh, as man. well at the same time. All right, let's jump right into that one. Absolutely. We're, 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 uh, <laughs> we're, uh, fa- we're fathers I'm, of kids compete against each other. I'm hoping that we have some video footage of that or can, or can get some. Uh, I'll start looking. In the meantime, I'll just I'll just uh, quickly uh, synopsize it. it. Won't take that long, because the title pretty much says it all. My dad is better than your dad. Also from 2008. Also from NBC. Um, this in this gem, basically kids and their dads. Come, there it is. I actually remember watching this show, which is the weird thing. I think you were the only one. Yes, that guy in the red shirt. I remember him. I remember him well. I remember his face. I do. I remember this show. Um, My dad is better than your dad. Basically, you had these dads and their kids all competing against each other in wacky uh, Japanese-esque games, like like, like the the Japanese game shows with the the crazy craziness. And um, and yeah, that was that was pretty much it. It was very (laughs) short lived. I think it was only around for one season. What I love about this show is it. It's you know when you're watching a movie and they have to list a bunch of fake TV shows that sound real. Yes. Or they're like, <laughs> or they're making a commentary the on who brought how, you. Yeah, or the commentary on how terrible television is. So they have a list of really stupid shows. Mm-hmm. My dad is better than your dad. <laughs> Absolutely sounds like a fake show. Yes. Followed up by the least annoying tax collector. Yeah, I mean it's it's like come on. Uh, the, the other thing I love in this Wikipedia article is, um, do you know what show it replaced? What show did it replace? The reboot of American Gladiators with Hulk Hogan. Do you remember that? Wow. Wow, yes, I do. I yeah. do remember that. 2008, not a great time for television. No. Really not a great time for uh, game shows, apparently. <laughs> wow. You know, uh, Mark, and again, another Mark Burnett show, the man responsible for such programs as Pirate Master, <laughs> um, Bully Beatdown. Okay, um, that sounds like it could get people arrested. Of course, Amnesia around today. Yeah, yes, the classic Amnesia. Amnesia. Amnesia dollar sign. I actually have a terrible TV show, a terrible game show that was on my list, and I just love it so much that. Okay. Um, it was. I, I don't know if you remember this. This aired on the Fox Network. Um. It was a great show called Moment of Truth. Do you remember Moment of Truth? No. I, well, you might, yeah, talk about it for a little bit. It okay, let's back. see if you catch up. Moment of Truth. Um, let me see if I can, uh, of truth. I'm going to try to pull up the Wikipedia article um, so I can get the details right because I'm trying to remember exactly when it uh, when it got on the air. Um this was back in, again, 2008. Great time for terrible game shows. Um, hosted by Mark uh, Wahlberg, not the actor, but the other Mark Wahlberg, uh, on Fox. And the way it worked was they brought contestants in and had them put in front of a lie detector. This was before the show, taped, and asked them a bunch of questions. Then they would have to get on, um, they would have to get on the game and admit the truth that the lie detector already knew. So it would be really embarrassing questions like, you know, have you ever (laughs) cheated on your husband? And because they did the lie detector ahead of time, if they answered truthfully, they they got money. And if they didn't, they didn't. 
And I mean, some of these questions, like, have you ever derived pleasure when one of your siblings has gotten into trouble? That's kind of an easier one. Um, yeah. You know, do you blame your husband for your lack of close friends? It was right. kind of like Maury the Game Show. Yes. Now, the the interesting thing about this show, I remember while watching it, it's it's a it's a social experiment, pretty much. Like I'm sure case studies could cite this show as 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 evidence, and I'm it's, sure they have. It's yeah, it's a, it's like a psychological sociological study of just how people would behave in these situations. It's a very it's a very cerebral like show when you think about it because these people are put into situations where they either have to answer truthfully for a cash payout uh, or continue with with what could be a lie and deny you know denying a large sum of cash yeah. and it's really almost like it's like a um it's orwellian in my opinion you know it sounds like 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 a post like the running man kind of post-apocalyptic like all humanity has lost all sense of itself and is now just doing terrible things for for pure pleasure yeah i was gonna say it's like it's like some kind of faustian nightmare exactly or, or, well rather a faustian dream it's like mephistopheles and he's like basically uh like well you can either lie about what happened in front of all your loved ones and your family and we'll give you this big bag of money uh but your family will hate you and never talk to you again or you know you could lie outwardly lie and um preserve your happiness without the money it's interesting. It was really interesting to watch to see because some of those questions got well, really, there was a woman, really personal. There was a woman who admitted to cheating on her husband. Yes. Yes. I remember, I remember that one. I think that was like the season finale. Yeah. And, and what's actually fascinating is there was a third season they taped that never aired for some reason. Um, and I'm reading here. Someone actually managed to answer all 21 questions truthfully for half a million dollars. I didn't think anyone could get through all of them. What was bullshit was the the woman who admitted to cheating on her husband, the question she lost on was, do you think you're a good person? Which is such a subjective question. Like, yeah. it's kind of weak. Think you're a good per- yeah, that is that is a tough question. But yeah. I, I just loved that show so much because it was so over the top. Oh, ridiculous. yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was, it was pretty crazy. Also, I think that the method they use, the lie detector test, is it's a very inconclusive method of measuring truth. I mean, like, it can't even be used in a court of law. That's how inconclusive they are. Yeah. Because right? it's it's not good science. But still, entertaining I mean, an interesting show. concept. Really yeah. interesting concept. I think they should bring that kind back. Of like, just gets into the core of humanity and Absolutely. psychology. It's cool. Um, all right, Matt, you got, another, you got another one you want to talk about? Yes. Now that we've, uh, we've gone through the complex philosophy of a game show that explores uh, the deepest woes of humanity, let's talk about this one that's about sitting down. Uh, it's called Oh Sit, with an exclamation point. I vaguely remember that. This one comes to you from the CW... I remember this. Okay, and it's it's basically musical chairs. It's like extreme musical chairs. Uh, so the concept of the game is, you know, you start out with your musical chairs. It's the music plays when the music stops. What you have to do is sit, and the last person sitting uh, is eliminated, obviously. And then you get to the the last person, 
and they are the contestant who wins the grand prize. But yes, like we see in this video, it's actually a big obstacle course, and there's music playing, live music, usually like a band. Uh, yep, there's a singer. They brought famous singers on. Um, and when the music stopped, no matter where you were in the obstacle course or what you were doing, you had to sit. And as you as you can see in the video, they just went through a water section. Uh, there's like a little pool. Uh, they just had to run around in a big circle. And when the music stopped, they had to sit. And last one sitting got eliminated. Is it? Now, I never saw this when it originally aired. Is it wrong that I kind of like it? No, I don't think that's wrong at all. I think that uh, as a lady had a big sign that said run. Um, no, I don't think it's wrong at all. I I would totally watch this show. It's Actually, like- good news, Sean. Apparently, according to this article, I don't know how old the article I found it on is. It, it's still on the air. Mm, I don't know about that. I'll have to look. But um- It says... 2012 until present. Yeah, well, maybe it is. If it is, I'd watch oh. it. You know, there's what- the chairs. They had to get. They had to get into the middle of the stage. That's what it is. They had to get into the middle of the stage, and there are large like armchairs. They had to sit in them when the music stopped. What I like about what, what kind of annoys me is like you know Wipeout. Yes. People think Wipeout is a really great show. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um. And what annoys me is this is essentially Wipeout. Like, don't give Wipeout credit and call extreme musical chair extreme musical chairs bad, because I don't think it is. I think it's kind of awesome. Yeah, and I love it. So um, that's amazing. That that aired on the CW uh, might still be airing. I don't know. We'll see what Wikipedia says. I love the physical exertion that they put their contestants through. Yeah, that's Wikipedia like you don't really see that through many American shows. That's that's a, like a typically like a Japanese game show type thing. It is very much like a Japanese game show, you're right. Um it, Wikipedia the, says the, it's it's it completed help. airing in 2013. Oh, okay. Maybe this is an old article that I found. Yeah. But so, yeah, that's that was it looked cool. Oh, I mean, I I'd go back and watch some reruns of it. I had never seen an episode. Yeah, you should check it out. It's nice. called Oh Sit. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Extreme um, Musical Chairs. Extreme Musical Chairs. Matt, I have a game show that we can right. talk about. I'm, I, I'm actually really enjoying talking about terrible <laughs> game shows. Um, because I think everyone does know these sort of standard uh, games. Um, Matt, I want to talk about Monopoly. Monopoly? Monopoly. Now, I know what you're well, thinking. Wait a minute, Sean. I thought you said we were talking about game shows. That's a board game. Monopoly is clearly a board game. What are you trying to pull? Matt, what if I told you in 1990 they had 12 episodes of Monopoly, the game show? Well, I'd say that that's crazy talk. Brought to you by Merv Griffin, the same man who created... um. Uh, Jeopardy, among other game shows, um, brought you Monopoly the Game Show. Now, you can go. There are old episodes on um, YouTube. And I actually highly recommend you go and watch one. Because I cannot do it justice in trying to explain the insanely complicated and elaborate rules that facilitate how the game show Monopoly works. (laughs) It is by far the most complicated game show I've ever seen. Really? So, 
it's like the first part of the game, it's three contestants, the first part of the game, you have to solve these little word puzzles. And you go around the board, and if you get the question right, you get the space you're currently on, so you go just like the Monopoly spaces all the way around. Once you get through three of them, you then compete against the other people who own the other spaces in your sort of three or two to get the Monopoly and get all three. Then, mm-hmm. and then, so, and then you work your way around the board, and th- honestly, it, it's so freaking complicated. And then there's like, you win pro- you win money for each one you get right, and then you can bet money, and then if you make it to the final round, you get to roll dice and go around the board, but there are hidden things, and you get money depending on how far you get, but you have to earn the spaces before you can go around, like... I- I cannot begin to explain it. You you really need to sit and watch an episode of the Monopoly game show, but it is based on the board game and uses the actual board to um to to take care of wow. that. Wow. So that seems unnecessarily complicated. 12 episodes of Monopoly the the game show um mm. and I, I'm not surprised that But then again, I mean, you, when you have a Monopoly the game show, it's not like you could just have a bunch of people playing Monopoly. And then televise it. I don't well, really know who would watch that. I just think it was a flawed concept to begin with. I, I just I don't think you can turn Monopoly into a game show. I'm sorry. That's no, like turning th- shoots th- and ladders into a game show. But then again, they said you couldn't turn Monopoly into a movie. Now here we are. Oh, on the, the verge of the Monopoly. rumored Monopoly movie that is has been rumored for decades. Yeah, um, we're on the verge of it happening. Yeah, I'll starring it when uh, I see it. Mel Gibson. As the uh, top hat. The other thing I'll point out, too, is, you know, they made a Scrabble game show. A Scrabble game show? Yes, I have heard of the Scrabble Ran for game six show. years, so not the first. They made a Yahtzee TV show as well? I think, yeah, but I think both of those, and Boggle, too, I think both of those kind of, they, they lend themselves to, like, the spirit of a game show. Like, you could totally have a Trivial Pursuit game show. They did that. It'd just be like, yeah, it'd be like Jeopardy. <laughs> But every time you got a question right, you got a little pie. You got a yeah, slice of pie. Monopoly broke one of the core rules of a good game show, which is it's too complicated. Yes. You, you can't, Wait, how I think they, when you... And to get it all done in half an hour, it is a yeah. breakneck pace. Like, it is so fast because they yeah. have to cram so much in half an hour. It's incredible. When you when you manipulate the rules, like the, the original rules of the game, and, like, just change the all the fundamentals of the game then you're creating, like, a monster. Yeah. That's kind of what they did. They made, like, a monster. It never quite worked right. So, anyway, honestly, go spend a half hour of your life and watch an episode. You will not be disappointed. Uh, Matt, we have time for one more game show now. I do have one on my list I wanted to talk about, but if there's one you're really excited for, I'm willing to put it aside. Uh, no, I, I was I was really excited for that Wheel of Chairs. I, I actually got through Wheel both of, of the chairs. ones. I was, I was kind of hoping. It. The, uh, I mean, the... Um, been a long day the uh the uh chairs with the sitting down the, the musical chairs you know, there the, we go you sound there like there we uh, go so bill cosby you know the chairs with They're the, with the down chairs and, and the, the sitting and the music and it's playing and, the and, and, and you the got kids them. are all bop, having bop, fun bop, with bop. the um, drugged all of my actresses and <laughs> now i'm in prison. such a hip reference um so so i want to talk about my probably one of my favorite game shows not the best game show but one of my favorites Right, and that has to be Supermarket Sweep. Whoa! I love Supermarket Sweep. 
a wow. game that ran from um there was the 60s version but we won't count that from 1990 to 2003 hosted of course by uh david ruprick um great game show host the plot what a great game show that was such an american game show right unbridled consumer capitalism it's all it's, at its consumerism finest. the game show wow you work really based was. on knowing brands and slogans yes and and the and the culmination of each episode was a mad dash to grab as many material goods as you could possibly shove <laughs> in your car in the shortest amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, that it was, was the object of the game. I absolutely love. You know what? I enjoyed the hell out of it. I used to watch it. This this app this game show happened to be on. I think right when I came home from school every yep. day, and I'd flip it on, and I I loved watching this show. And I I can never really explain why. Like I wasn't really well. So, I mean, so let's go. So then let's go back to what we talked yeah. about. Makes a game show good, right? Playability okay. at home. You know brands of shampoo and 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 spaghetti and whatever else. You can do that, right? It's mm-hmm. it's fast paced and exciting. The sweep was honestly the best part. The trivia was good, but it was all about the sweep. And it's very uh, fast paced. It's very kind of heart pounding. You're like, are they going to get done in time? It's TV you can shout at and like get yes. get involved with. Um, it had a strategy, but a strategy that was crazy easy to understand. The prizes weren't huge, so there wasn't a big production value. Hmm. Yeah, it, I think I think the speed really had a lot to do with it. It really had a lot was. to do with maintaining your interest. It really was. It was great for a younger audience. And one thing I I give Supermarket Sweep for credit just as being like a TV nerd is the way they shot it. Like actually having the cameras chase people up and down the aisles as they completed the sweep made it was like a it was like a reality show. It was kind of like this for it felt like you were there. Every other game show on television is a camera on a tripod that shoots you standing at a podium. And Supermarket Sweep Sweep I think really broke that mold. Yes. Um, Personal like camera teams following each uh, contestant. It it felt like you were there. It was so dynamic, and they had the music going with the announcer in real time. Um, yes, I could just talk for hours about how much I love Supermarket Sweep because it's just such a fundamentally exciting American '90s game show. <laughs> now you do know that Nickelodeon had their own equivalent of Supermarket Sweep. Um, now are you, which are you referring to? Cause I think you could be referring to one of two things. I'm referring to the, um, it was in cooperation with Toys R Us and basically they, the kids had to run through a Toys R Us. It was like a Toys R Us shopping spree or something. Yes. They ran through the Toys R Us and they had to grab as many like toys or what have you, throw them in their cart. It was exactly the same thing as Supermarket Sweep, but in a toy, in a toy store, in a Toys R Us. Um, I don't remember what it was called. I think it was just the, like... You're thinking of the Super Toy Run. Okay, the Super Toy Run. That's what it's called. Yes, and, and they got to... And actually, there. you know, it's so funny that you bring this up because I was reading uh, a week or two ago, if, you, if you've ever been to The AV Club, which is a website... Um, all about media, but they have this series where they interview experts on certain topics, like people who were there, and they interviewed two kids who went on the Nickelodeon Super Toy Run. 
And it was all about the behind the scenes of how they won and what was, you know, like the kids got to walk around the toy store the day before and essentially point out what they wanted. And so they put them in places so the kids could grab them. Um, You know, that they really did get all the toys they grabbed. um, Wow. And all that kind of stuff. So actually, it's an interesting yeah. article. I thought that's you... something that I wondered about. Like, did they actually get to keep all of them, or did they get shafted out of them? See, I thought you were talking about Finders Keepers, which was the short-lived Nickelodeon game show uh, where kids had to go through. Uh, they did some puzzles, but if you won, you got to go through this big fake house, and in each room there was a hidden clue, and you had to tear the room apart to find the <laughs> clues. Um, I thought in, in similar fashion to Supermarket Sweep where it was very dynamic and them tearing stuff apart. Um, mm. Hosted, of course, by Larry Toffler. Okay, anyway. A bit of a non-sequitur, but... Matt, outstanding. I think this was yeah. a, a wonderful discussion on the amazing world. I will forever espout my love for the great American institution that is the game show. Whether it was the quiz shows of the 50s, the... Uh, celebrity games of the 70s, the bright games of the 80s, the uh, the the sort of slower games of the 90s, or the flashy primetime games of the new millennium. I love me some game shows. Mm. I can tell this is a subject you're very passionate about. <laughs> ah, it's, it's interesting. What am I going to do? Uh, yeah. We appreciate all of you. We hope all of you out there appreciated this and enjoyed it as much as we did. Now, Matt, we've got to get... We once again pushed it to the back of the show. We have to do last week's question. We totally forgot to answer that. We totally forgot. I I, I blame myself. We have to talk oceans again. Uh, If the oceans could be personified, which ocean would you want to meet? Uh, I will volunteer to go first uh, because I actually prepared. And I'm going to take an answer I don't know if you'll agree with. Uh, I would like to meet the Atlantic Ocean. Now, you may say, Sean, that's the most boring of oceans. Why would you want to meet that ocean? Well, I'll tell you why. Because... A lot of really great history happened in the Atlantic Ocean. The Atlantic Ocean was sort of the the epicenter of the world for a very long period of time. At least a period of time I'm interested in. I think the and I think the other oceans would be more unappealing than the Atlantic. The Pacific would be kind of big and cocky because it's the biggest ocean, it's got the biggest ditch in it. Um, you know, the Arctic Ocean would be kind of just cold and rude. Um, you know, I, I just think the Atlantic Ocean would just be kind of average, and I'm okay with that. I, I, I appreciate that. I feel like it would be a little British, maybe. Um, you know, it would be your British pal you could hang Have around with. A little with. accent, maybe? Yeah. British accent. Yeah, absolutely. And you could hang out with your British pal, the Atlantic Ocean. So that's that's going to be my pick. Matt, what say you? I'll be right. I, I totally, as soon as I, uh, as soon as I thought of my answer for this question, I knew immediately the ocean that I'd like to meet. That's the Pacific Ocean. I'd absolutely like to meet the Pacific Ocean because I think that the Pacific Ocean would be very, very chill. I think he'd just be like this really chill, like surfer dude. Yeah, there he, Hawaiian surfer and, type. Yeah, and he probably he would he would probably be very zen. I think because he's also you know he also permeates Japan, China, and all of uh, Asia. Um. I think that I think I'd rather. Uh, yeah, I definitely meet. I'd rather meet the Pacific Ocean. Do you, do you think you I could think handle that he'd the volatile? Really chill, really cool guy to hang out with. But I bet he'd have a temper with all those uh, volcanoes. Mm, yeah, but I just wouldn't piss him off. There you I think go. I'd just be really chill. An underlying temper. I think I just really yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to hang out with the Pacific Ocean. Nice. The chillest ocean. Nice. 
All right. But not the chilliest ocean. No, that's probably the Arctic. Uh, yeah, the Arctic Ocean, I imagine, would be some kind of like weird, really reserved, like Russian spy. Well, I was going to go with like it's the... hiding a lot of secrets because it is Russian. hiding a lot. Yes, of secrets. I like that Russian. And definitely would be a Russian. Yeah, it would. It would be like a sneaky ocean. I would not. I'd not like. Do, to do not the trust the Arctic Ocean. The Arctic, rather, yeah. Well, Matt I would not trust them. We have a question for next week. I came up with this. Game shows have been around a long time, and they have given away all kinds of prizes. Mainly cash, some cars, some trips. Hell, if you want the prices right, you can win a refrigerator or a golf cart or an RV. My question for next week is create a game show prize you've never seen before that you'd like to win. So I don't want a punishment type of prize. I want a positive prize you'd like to win, but it has to be a new idea that hasn't been done before, and bonus points if you can come up with a game to go along with it, because sometimes the prize is directly correlated to the game, so you might have to do both, but I'd be curious to see, create a game show prize you've never seen before that you'd like to win. We want your answers at Goldilocks Show on Twitter and GoldilockShow at gmail.com. Matt, now is the time where we preview next week's show, and I am over the moon excited because we're breaking the format, not that we have one, but we're breaking the format, and we are doing our own... We, we just passed judgment on a number of game shows. So now we have to live up to the standard we have set and host our own next week on this very program. The Quiz Zone will be here. And, we are gonna have, and I will be hosting, and we will have uh, what we'll call the reigning champion, Matt Mariani, our, our quiz leader, facing off against a special guest. We've confirmed him. He is... Uh, computer programmer extraordinaire and co-host of the don't panic podcast he will be here to face matt that is colby rabidou and i'm very excited for this head-to-head matchup uh i've got a number of questions set only one can emerge victorious they all have to do with computer programming (laughs) that's the twist right (laughs) uh matt do you have any fighting words you'd like colby because i know he listens anything you'd like to tell colby i do all right colby are you listening because here's what I have to say to you. System.out.println, quotation mark, Matt is going to bring it next week. Close quotation mark, uh, carrot, int, sign, to the square, power, equals, uh, line, end, backslash, backslash, r, backslash, 101001. I'm going to assume those are fighting words, because I think you might have just said a bunch of gibberish. But nonetheless, it is on officially. Be back here next week. Goldilockshow.com and at Goldilockshow on Twitter is the place you can find them. And, of course, subscribe to us. uh, iTunes, um, all of those great apps I listed before, uh, SoundCloud.com, and, of course, at the website. Uh, Matt, any parting words before we leave for the evening? Mm, A parting word, I would have to say is uh, uh, just stay tuned for next week while we have our own uh, exciting game show. I think that's going to be really cool. And uh, if you ever find yourself in a game show situation, just remember that uh, there's a game show out there where people run around a giant obstacle course, and uh, you should probably have signed up to be on that game show because that sounds a lot more awesome than the one you're on. So. Yeah, don't sign up for the one where you have to take the lie detector results. No, no, that's why oh, would anybody sign up? You know what, Matt? Our parting words: My dad what? is better than your dad. Ah, oh, my dad is better than your dad. Oh.
If only they'd make a game Looks show like about we'll this. We'll have to be on the game show to duke it out. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next week. On... My podcast is better than your podcast. That that I would like. I would If this thing with Colby works out, we may have to do you and I versus Colby and Dan in a wow. podcast battle. But maybe we're getting <laughs> ahead of ourselves. You'll have to tune yeah. next week to see how big of a disaster it is. We appreciate you joining us tonight, and we'll see you next time on the Goldilocks Zone.